With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to The Gold Derby Show on the Gold Derby Podcast Network. Welcome back to Gold Derby. Christopher Rosen, I'm joined by Joyce Ng. Joyce, we're in the thick of Emmy season and our beloved uh, succession, I guess. It's finally here and only nine weeks left. Boy, oh and boy. I've watched the first episode three times. I've watched it. I don't, I've lost count. It was on, I know you don't have cable, but it was on again on HBO last night. And obviously yeah. I rewatched it again. So, uh, just an amazing start. So we're going to talk about the drama categories here for this episode. So Succession, obviously. Yellow Jackets Return, which I thought was a really good first episode as well. I was like mixed on the first season and I like very much enjoyed the first episode of season two. Um, Yellow Jackets, I was when I watched the premiere, I was like, I don't remember like much of last season. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah, like the seance. Yeah. And then, yeah. <laughs> uh. So we have that, we had Yellow Jacket Succession, and then we had a great uh, little bit of news about uh, Better Call Saul, Joyce, and its submissions. Uh, yeah, my beloved Better Call Saul. They're always, AMC is always on top of um, their submissions. The deadline is May 9th um, to submit. So there's still time for everyone else to get their paperwork in order and everything. Right. But AMC is pretty on top of things uh, and then getting the news out there too about what they're doing. You sent you said they send out the grid as as you shared with me here. I'll, I'll someday I'll get on these emails, Joyce, and I'll get them, but not today. Uh, and and the headline I guess would be that Ray Seorn is category TBD. Yeah, they have not decided yet. Again, deadline is May 9th. so they have, they have time, plenty of time to decide, plenty of time to see what actually is coming out. But like we talked about with Best Actress in a Drama Series last week in our big overview, wide open spaces, plenty of room for people to come in, say hi. Yeah. And, you know, she finally got nominated last year in supporting, obviously, because I finally stopped predicting her yes. to get a nomination and then she got in. Yes. Um, and the thing is, like, you know, uh, Better Call Saul stands have long suggested that she should go lead, too, because, you know, halfway through the series, like, him really came to the forefront, mm -hmm. um, you know, almost as a co-lead. And she's had a lot of great material the last couple seasons but she, um, you know, had, oh, like she submitted in supporting and she finally got in last year. But, you know, yeah, like we said, uh, very open and lead this year. So <laughs> incredibly so. And I was like, I mean, like we talked about this with, with Sarah Snook, which we'll talk about again, I'd imagine, because uh, she's uh, just crushed the first episode. And I think like you had said, a lot of uh, a lot of people maybe saying that she should go lead after at least that first episode. Uh, we talked about this with with Jennifer Coolidge and Ray. I mean, like that would be a pretty fun category if all of a sudden it's Melanie Linsky, Bella Ramsey, uh, Ray Seahorn, Sarah Snook, and Jennifer Coolidge. Would all three of them ever decide to do this and just move in? No. I feel like that's also partially why it's category TBD right now. Because <laughs> it's like, you know, everyone's kind of just surveying the field and being like, 
you know, seeing who's going to make the first move. Right. So it's kind of like uh, a blinking, uh, wait, a staring contest, right? Seeing who blinks first. It's like the Jets negotiating with the Packers for Aaron Rodgers, Joyce. <laughs> Somebody's got to move. It's, it's not even a decision. He already made it. So he already made it, but that's they're not going to trade. They're kind of just trying to like. It's his intention. <laughs> who's going to blink first? So <laughs> whose intention is it to go lead? So his intention is to go lead, but maybe not. Uh, so I don't know. I'm like, I get, of all of these, honestly, I would say like Ray maybe should go lead, I think, and would probably like, I don't think she would win in either category, but again, like similar to Sarah Snook, I think she'd have actually a better chance here to win in drama actress. Yes. I mean, anyone who is away from Jennifer Coolidge has a better chance. Right. But so even, just I, assuming, I guess, assuming Jen stays in supporting. I, I feel like she would stay, like we said last week, I feel like she is like, got the case for supporting. She's in a lot in the finale and stuff, but it's definitely like yeah, she's a basically a, a lead in the finale, but the whole show is ensemble. And, and, and yeah. then if it's between Ray and Sarah in lead, who has Sarah would have the edge just because of succession and better call saw has never won an Emmy. <laughs> right. That's true. But I do think that maybe in the end of the, well, well, I guess we'll see how the rest of succession plays out. Uh, or suck session as as Jeremy uh, as Brian Cox told uh, Guillermo from you you th uh, you think of a, a session of sucking right suck yeah. session mm -hmm. uh, yeah I don't know I was like I I guess we'll see how it plays out but I was like oh maybe Ray could actually be a very strong contender drama actress but I guess we'll see if she gets put in there also she that would, would should be a strong contender but like I it would still I think it'll be hard for her to win I mean she she has a great tape she would just obviously submit Waterworks the right. penultimate episode. Um, I like that would be like a good winner under the tape system, but like under this system, I think it's harder. Um, the other noteworthy thing was that Vince Gilligan is not submitting himself in either directing or writing. This is not a surprise to me. How come? Because um, so Better Call Saul has always um, oversubmitted in these categories, like writing, directing, and I like to dunk on them. But in truth, I know um, through my sources um that it's they do that because Vince is just very magnanimous and he's always like advocating for everyone to like you know submit yourselves champion you know yourselves and you know go for a nomination you know that like it's not like maybe the best strategy but um it's been okay for them in writing the writers have always been there for them and you know um contrary to what a lot of people think like Better Call Saul is not really Vince's show like he co-created it and was a co-showrunner with Peter Gould for like three seasons and then he left um and then he would just come back to direct an episode here or there and obviously he came back for the final batch of episodes and um I think he doesn't want people to name check him because in directing the show has only ever gotten one nomination and that was for him mm -hmm. in season three and same thing at DGA. Better Call Saul has only ever gotten two DGA nominations, also just for Vince. So I think he wants every like the other quote unquote full time staff members to get the recognition, get their shine. I think he really wants for Peter Gould, who you know wrote and directed the series finale. Right. I, I think that makes sense, and maybe could happen. What do you think? Um, it, it'll get into writing for sure. Um, I hope it gets into directing. <laughs> 
the other the other thing I was looking at here, two things were just going through this. The yeah, so so Carol Burnett would be a supporting actress drama contender, like we had discussed and talked about. Not a surprise for anybody because she's an eligible guest. Correct. Not a surprise anybody's been paying attention to the show. Yeah. Uh, though not everybody apparently has been paying attention to the show. Uh, so she is a supporting actress contender. I think. Do you think she'll get in if Ray's in the category? And then if she's not in the category, would she absolutely get in? Um, let me see who I have in support. I don't have her predicted. I don't and have her either. She's in, in our odds. I think she's in 10th place uh, at the moment. Um, yeah, if Ray's gone, I guess so. Just like from name checking. Do you, you think she gets I mean, she is, in- she is great on it, but it's it's just like, you know, it's just their dumb rule. It's just like. You're, right. you're in 50% or more of the episodes. You gotta, you can't be in guest. So, um, so the top, the top eight in our odds are Jennifer Coolidge, Sarah Snook, Ray Seahorn, Elizabeth Vicky for the crown, Aubrey Plaza for White Lotus Sicily, Christina Ricci for Yellow Jackets, Megan Fahey for White Lotus Sicily, and Jay Smith Cameron for Succession, then Leslie Manville and then Carol Burnett. Does Carol Burnett get in over like Jay Smith Cameron at this point? I mean, who knows? We don't, again, we don't know what the season holds in Succession. I think Jay can still get in. Um, I I think like someone from the top eight would have to uh, leave the field, right? Or Carol to get in. Like I don't know if it can support double not like Better Call Saul can support double nominations and supporting actress. Not even for a legend like Carol Burnett. I kind of agree with you, but. I mean, it's just, it's more, I don't know if they think about it this way, but it's like, we all know she's a guest star. It's just that she's ineligible in guest. Right. And, um, you know, it already took them six years or not even six years, more than six years, but six seasons to nominate Ray. Right. Are and, they just going to roll up and be like, yeah, here's two nominations for this show. Seems unlikely. I don't know. I, I mean, like, I think, you know, they would need to not, uh, nominate some white lotus people too right and we don't even have the full boat of white lotus because i think like we said if uh Haley lou richardson i think really should maybe be considered as well if because she's awesome on it and she's not either and in, uh, in the top of our odds at all i mean not even close so well it's just like also because people obviously love jen the most and then aubrey plaza right. has also a lot of um internet cachet Yes. too and then um you know if if you know you know you love megan fahey right. you know i'll think of this so, as like a re, re, uh, uh, a bull type makeup nomination choice we already when was this it was like like three months ago we already went through your bull type fyc from like seven years ago so good it's just the best show um uh, yeah i think <laughs> like people like like if sarah and slash or Ray left. Um, and even like Elizabeth Debicki, like we talked about last week, if they go lead, I think obviously that's a better shot for Carol. So, yeah. yeah, there's definitely more room for Carol, but even if they all went lead, I still was like, there's other people I think who could end up popping either from White Lotus or maybe like more Yellow Jackets people. Like, I don't know, depending on how like the season plays out, like Lauren Ambrose. I don't know. It depends on like how where they go i mean there's like a ton of white like we didn't even get into like like simona tabasco or uh sabrina impeccatore sabrina um yeah i think she's like a dark horse 
um Right. and i'm like so. so like even if like it's that's why i'm not like convinced that carol burnett would get it even though i understand it makes sense because she's like carol burnett obviously yeah like if she were in guess i'll just be like just slide her in right now um, the other the other thing is we don't have our i think we're, we're we don't have we can't predict guest yet but i mean better better call Saul's guest potential nominations and actors brian cranston and aaron paul like we had said and michael mckeon and tony dalton and then you have all the succession people potentially is and then every that's just two shows right there. And you could come up with like a list of, of probably eight or, or nine people just from them. They're also the laziest with the guest categories. Mm-hmm. Um, but my friend and I have been talking about this for a year now, ever since they finally confirmed that Brian and Aaron were going to be in Better Call Saul. I'm like, it'll just be so cruel if the only Emmy Better Call Saul wins is for Brian Cranston and guest. <laughs> Like, and like pretty good right like i mean not... yes <laughs> like seems like, it's like, it's like that's something that they totally would do it's like they yeah. gave it to claire foy for reading a speech right if it's it's the claire they gave foy... it to margo martindale for sipping coffee they gave I mean, it to terry jones for like what like 30 seconds like screaming i mean very true not um, great uh but yeah. those, those categories would be a lot of fun i feel like and you could have like multiple better call stalls there as well well, drama guest actor, you could also, yeah, you could have um, from Beverly Girls Hall, you have Succession People, you have obviously Last of Us. Right. Nick and Murray. So, actually, of- in both genres, both guests, or like all that guest, cat- cat- guest categories, you could have a lot of like one offs, like, you know, Poker Face is just guest stars literally every episode. Um, so, I'm not prepared to say Poker Face will get any nominations in those guest categories. Even though I think no, I feel like it, they might just kind of vote split with each other. <laughs> and so I think you end up with like the, a lot of the Better Call Sauls and Last of Us and whatever succession people aren't actual cast members like Alexander Skarsgård or whatever ends but up. But I feel happening. like Skars could wind up in supporter. <laughs> I think he would, and I I think he really can, and I think he might. Because <laughs> I'm just he can like, I'm supporting, and then he could be nominated against his dad. Uh, which would be awesome. Based on at the end of the, um, they haven't released it on. I haven't seen like them send it blasted around or anything. But there was like a coming up this season on Succession trailer at the end of the first this episode. Is all. They do it every season. They did what now? They do it every season. This is no, all. I know they do it every season, but I haven't seen it online. Have you? Yeah, they they post it like right away. Oh, I guess I don't look at online as much. Well, I guess just too busy watching or, or like are you are you always in like incognito mode or something because like i went to like youtube like the next day and it was like the top video recommended to me wow <laughs> the only videos i get recommended to me are us i'm like a pretty a parrot because pretty you're bird. incredibly vain i never get our videos recommended pretty bird pretty pretty bird just looking at us i'm like wow these guys are great what do they have to say can't never. wait to see the, the, these these two really seem like they know what they're talking about how many times do you rewatch and re-listen to us Oh, maybe like a thousand. No, I, I always I always try to listen through once while I'm doing stuff just to make sure I didn't say anything in, too stupid. You know, you, as you know, I'm definitely fine with saying stupid stuff and not too stupid. Don't want to go too stupid. Uh, anyway, that, that that trailer, I was like, A, it looks awesome. And B, I was like, he's in a lot of the trailer, but it might just be from like one or two episodes. So I guess we'll, we'll see. Well, it's definitely, I mean, obviously he has that um, amazing gold jacket. Yeah. So I think that's definitely from at least one episode. And then obviously there's the mountaintop confrontation with Roman, a lot of sexual tension. Love so, that. Yeah. Uh, I was like, watching that trailer, I was just like, I think they're really hiding a lot of the back half of the season. That was my big take. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's what you do. Very smart. 
Uh, Joyce, did you read the Esquire profile of, of Kieran? Um, immediately, obviously. What were your favorite parts? Um, all of it, <laughs> so but good. also incredibly relatable because I can't run. No. Like, you know, I'm out of breath after five seconds of running. So, and yeah, um, I get tired going to another bar and I just want to go to bed like he did after a long day of ferrying. <laughs> <laughs> and interviewing <laughs> totally totally relatable content also in the, in the article they talk about how mark mylad at the end of the finale which is like in the woods with just the three of them i was like this is a lot of a lot of alarm bells are going off here i feel like but uh well that's not it's just like the last thing they shot it's not right but they were also that i think that was i think they shot it relatively in order i don't think they're going back to like no 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 uh, like it's it's a scene in the last episode but it's right. not like the last scene of the right, series right, right. Uh, one of the things that made me laugh is Mark my life was like, I want to do an action movie with Kieran. As oh my God. Star. I was like, I will watch this right now. <laughs> best, whatever year comes out, best movie of the year. I could not wait. I was like, it's a great concept. He's awesome. Put him in it. Let's go. <laughs> but also like when he was, when Kieran was like, oh, I want an action movie with a guy who doesn't know how to fight. I'm like, yes, exactly. Because my friend and I have been talking about this since Spider-Man No Way Home and like middle-aged Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire. Like, you know, he has back problems. He's tired, just achy. I'm like, yes, we need more superheroes like this. So. They almost did that with Mr. Nobody, right? The Bob Odenkirk movie. But again, it ended yeah, but up he got like, he got jacked. And... He got jacked and like did yeah. fighting, like a yeah. lot of like John Wick. Uh, yeah, I want people who can't fight. Right. Yeah, like Keanu Reeves is 58 years old. He's in John Wick doing like kung fu and like fighting everybody. Yeah. Not not not. Like, a, you're too I mean, good. I want I want someone more relatable. <laughs> yeah, that'd be Kieran maybe. Yeah. Uh, Joyce, so what was your, we didn't, so we, we now can talk about what happens in succession episode one. We still have not seen episode two. I'm hoping they send it out this week early. Um, I know what happens. Um, I don't. And. But so, what do you think of the first episode? Now that we've um, talked about it more. I mean, I feel like we, we talked about this last week, like, you know, 10, 10, no notes. <laughs> I loved, uh, I loved, so I loved it so much. And like I said, I watched it multiple times. I love that they do. I love that they did a full episode and end of episode and then tack on like a amazing 15 minute scene basically of uh, Sarah and and uh, Matthew uh, getting divorced. Just awesome. Yeah. And I love that the the mini time jump was just like a couple months. And then because I think you might assume because based on the past um, season premieres is like they picked up immediately basically almost like in the aftermath. And I think you might assume they would just show the aftermath of the season three finale and like, will she or will she not confront him mm -hmm. about his betrayal? And no, they just kind of like skip over that type of stuff. And then you have to, you, you fill in the pieces yourselves. And I love that. So you know? good. it's just, I love, I love, uh, I love trusting the audience. Yes, exactly. You trust the audience to pick up, you know, through the dialogue and everything and their interactions. Um, and I love like, the, the almost like kind of throwaway lines and then you kind of like when they were arguing about whether or not to uh, go after Pierce and Kieran or like Roman says to Shiv it's like you know you were all about the hundred in Dubai I'm like ooh, what happened in Dubai <laughs> so good and I was like in another show this is all bullshit that they would end up doing like pre like prequel stuff and like here's what happened when they were uh gone or like save it for the yeah they, and they, they will like eventually show a flashback or something to dubai <laughs> and this show will not do that i don't think at all and that makes it so much better I, I was like another thing i love about the show is just like man at the end of last season especially how tom 
and the way Matthew played, uh, Matthew McFadden played Tom, I was just like, you are rooting for Tom, I feel like. And it was like a great win for Tom, I feel like, to stab everyone in the back and go with Logan because they'd been so dismissive of him most of the season, right? And like, kind of like, not super- It was just an amazing arc just because, you know, the first half of the season was his prison arc. You know, trying to make toilet wine. You know, he's looking at the facilities. Right. Yeah. And then this episode, I was like, oh man, you know what? Like, they've done a great job. Like, Tom, like, kind of a dick. And also, like, Sarah, again, like, really empathetic. I felt like as Shiv, I was just, like, not Team Shiv or Team Tom. But I was like, wow. Like, this is, like, really good. Like, none of, like, she is not a, I think there's, it would have been an easy way to make her fully, like, like, a villain. And you're, like, kind of rooting for that to happen. And then, like, it's not like that at all. I just found it, like, really good. It's just such good storytelling. It's so good. Such good characterizations. Um, well, it's just, it's always been consistent in their characterization, especially hers, is that mm -hmm. like she is um, incapable of expressing her emotions. Like, like all she can do is just suppress them. Like she doesn't want to talk about what happened. Right. And she, she needs the upper hand in that relationship with Tom. And she hates that he got one over her. Right. You know, it's like, she needs him to be subordinate. And yeah, like she doesn't like you know she's like we have nothing to talk about like, like let's just split up. We gave it a go, and, and it's like she's like it's like her way of kind of admitting defeat without admitting defeat. It's like you you basically beat me here, and we're not. I'm like I'm not going to try to work for it, and I don't want to talk about it and talk about how I feel because I can't be vulnerable because <laughs> we've we've never talked about feelings in our family. It's a so little it's like, let's just split up and not deal with it. It's a little, I'm going to take my ball and go home. And then also like in a couple of postmortem interviews I was reading or like pre-air interviews that they ran postmortem on the, on the blogs and the, the trades, Joyce, one of them was, uh, she was like, I think Shiv is expecting Tom to like, kind of like grovel and say, oh, well, let's work, like kind of come back to her. Right. And like give her the upper hand again. And then he's just like, eh, all right, fuck it. I'm done. Too. Well, well, yeah, because like, you know, he, he already, he was heartened by his conversation with Logan. And heartened. Uh, another yeah, great moment. It, it was just great. And then I was like, as soon as I saw that scene, I was like, everyone is just gonna be like, she should go lead. Like she probably had the most screen time of the premiere. Absolutely. Uh, she's like the focal point of the premiere, I think, and uh, of the group of them. And I don't know. I was like, I could buy it, and then she'd be really good to go lead. It's a great performance. She's so good. Yeah, I mean, obviously, she would still have, you know, that same problem. Um that afflicts her in supporting and also afflicted Laura Lenny in lead. But I think there is, you know, I guess like depending on what happens the rest of the season too, it's like you could have like more empathy for her, which would be a little bit more appealing, even if she is kind of prickly and super ambitious and like fucking people over, you know, namely Tom. Um, and I like, you know, as long as she's away from Jennifer Coolidge, she has a chance right and i actually think like she might have a better chance winning in lee not just because the field is weaker but um i think in like the supporting categories like they gravitate more towards like like fan favorites and like flashier performances usually like julia garner mm -hmm. and aaron paul and like peter dinklage right you know so and like Jennifer Coolidge also fits in there too, mm -hmm. um, like that. So, uh, 
yeah I don't know, but the, the other big takeaway from the premiere i was like brian cox emmy now that was that was my that was that was it uh my favorite just, scene was the diner scene with colin his best pal oh so my god good. that was and like it was just so good and you know like really the first time logan has addressed his mortality not even when he almost died in season one <laughs> it's it's so good first of all like potentially the first time that they've ever spoken more than 10 words at the same time together yeah and then he's asking him about the afterlife and then and then he has he says like what are people and it's like this is like his version of small talk <laughs> and then i loved everything he said in that and he's like i love that uh colin's like he's like you're my best pal thank you sir just like the <laughs> most like robotic well, there's nothing else uh, he can say and it's also such a rich person thing to do too it's just like your best friend is your is your employee because mm -hmm. <laughs> you, you have no like, friends so Colin's like not really engaging with him. And then he asked him about like the afterlife or what happens after people die. And he's like, well, my dad's really, and, and Logan's just like, fuck it. He just cuts him off immediately. Just like, I don't care about your stupid dad. Like, here's what I think. <laughs> it's so, oh my God, it was so great. And it was, it was such a, like, again, like it's still a great characterization of like Logan and his whole persona and his, his state of being at this moment with his kids having um not betrayed him but like you know they're they're severed and it's like you know in like later on when he's like roast me it's like he misses all of them like dragging each other you know and he's like so down throughout the whole party because that the same energy is not there <laughs> yeah he misses the the repartee i guess yeah that's another great scene for uh i, I felt like it was a great moment great episode for nick braun just so, uh, really, a lot of good Greg material. Very fun. That's great. And now, and now we have an eternal meme with the bag. The, the bag was great. The capacious bag. Uh, love Tom. I love anytime they have Matthew McFadden just getting out the thesaurus and just saying a bunch of words. It's it's so lovely. That's why we need Ewan back because he always teaches Greg new words. So really quite good. Uh, I I just was like, yeah, I definitely was like O'Brien uh, Emmy. The other thing I was thinking was like. Man, I do think for Logan, I not again, they're fake people, Joyce. They're not real. So I have a hard time separating sometimes that these are not real people and that I'm like not, they're not like, but I'm like, oh man, Logan is Logan is a always right. Like the show has said he's always right, he always wins, and he actually is always right. Well, that's why it was so funny to me to see like so many people at like 10.03 or whenever the episode was over, you know, like tweeting their their postmortems, their headlines, or even just like the regular tweets it's like oh they, finally the kids got a w it's like is it really a w like so, it is but it's really an l that was uh yeah that was uh, one of our uh vanity fair podcasts was like the kids finally won and i was like did they though are you watching no, the same they, show? they did exactly what logan says is like congratulations on saying the biggest number you fucking morons mm -hmm. which they, did. they said the biggest number what comes after eight and nine nine b nine b uh yeah. and the only one who knew it was fucking bad was roman which again shows how smart roman is I've always said he's undefeated. he's always been the smartest one. He's just immature. Like they all have like their issues, obviously. But he's also the one who is the least reluctant to turn against Logan. We've seen that time and time again. He always wants to please Logan. Right. And he I think he also knows that like Kendall and Shiv are like almost too ambitious because they want to change the game. And I, and like, I also, like 
they also think it's personal. Like he says yeah. that in the episode. It's like they're yeah. they're not they're it's for them it's bit not business. It's personal. And Lo and Roman is actually business oriented, not personal. Yeah. And and like he doesn't like he he wants to I, I don't know, like succeed or whatever you you want to call it, but he he is like very sensible about it. And you've you've seen him like, you know, like Logan deputize him to do stuff and he might fuck it up. But like Logan kind of trusts him and you saw, you know, in the finale, like how hard it was um, for Roman to see that Logan just cut them off. And he was like, you know, like, what do you want? He was like, love. He's like, love? Yeah, I, <laughs> I, love? I think I was like thinking about that too, because I'm like, man, Roman knows all the angles seemingly as well as probably as well as anybody other than Logan, right? He does very sharp on the business acumen. And even in that final episode there, the thing that Roman ends up, the Achilles heel for Roman is that he wants them all to be a family. Yeah, right? like he, he likes he likes them hanging out. And we've we've had some nice scenes of them hanging out through the years, like on, on the yacht, um, in, the, in that tunnel on that boat, that little dinky boat. <laughs> Another great moment. Uh, yeah, no, I was weighing in on that. And I'm very excited to see what happens, obviously. Yeah, and then you see, you know, in the sizzle, the weeks ahead, it's like, again, Logan is reaching out to Roman. Yes. Yeah. And, and then um, he, he texted him on his birthday. Right. Yeah. He's John motherfuckers. That so. was a great, that's great. You think I'm George, I'm John, which is funny though, because George is pretty great. I mean, if you're going to be a Beatle, you just don't want to be Ringo, right? At this point, not, no offense to Ringo, but compared to the other three, uh, you'd probably. Have yeah. More... But like, I mean, in terms of them, Connor is Ringo. Absolutely. Connor is Ringo. Connor's yeah. doing bum fights at his fucking wedding. He's maintaining the 1%. <laughs> i just love i love uh yeah i love uh um will in those scenes is so good with him so what 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 was her line when she was like oh that's so greedy because they already have the other percents or something oh my god that was so really funny. good justine oh god so that's nominate it. her i mean i was like honestly i was thinking so this is silly but i was like what about like zoe winters for a nomination i mean in supporting she was so good in the in the pilot uh, or pilot the first episode excuse me and i was just like i don't know if she's in it a lot she's definitely like a regular cast member so she'd be in like supporting why not her yeah she i mean she's still billed as guest but obviously if she's in five or more then right. and then she probably will be because she is logan's friend assistant advisor yes and so, seems like it, it just seems like she would be in a lot like she was yeah. in last season she was in more than i would say probably most of the episodes i think she was yeah and she also is very attuned to logan too obviously and like picked up on why he was bummed out yeah. and then is like telling the kids to call him and it's not also like i don't think it was like in a goading way either no no she it's just like moment. she, she yeah, it's okay. like she knows like he would be happy to yell expletives at them. <laughs> yes. And I love the I just love how she doesn't engage when they're just saying horrendous things to her. She just is like I, that, silent. <laughs> Everything out of Shiv's mouth as they were walking to the plane. <laughs> that was incredible. I also loved uh did you meet her on the apps, Greg? She from the apps? Did you meet her on the apps? I love Bridget. That poor Burberry bag, though. The whole thing. I'm just like, man, what if the Emmy's just, just Succession? I'm sure people watching this are like, get off Succession already, but it's just very good. It just really is. I mean, if they do run Sarah and Lee, they 
they could win all seven if somehow Jay Smith Cameron wins supporting, which I don't think is going to happen um, because yeah. Jennifer Coolidge exists. Um, and I, I, I don't, I mean, if they submit a lot in directing again, it, it, it could lose directing again to like, you know, Mike White or someone, um, you know, they, they could uh, focus their campaign on, you know, one episode. They could win with two episodes because they did it last time with hunting. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just hard overcoming three nominations in directing so but yeah jesse armstrong he'll obviously submit the series finale in writing mm-hmm. um we don't know what the title is yet what what line from the poem still don't know. but yeah he'll uh, go four what, four. <laughs> what else do you think enjoys in, in these drama categories anything else in the last few in the, since we last spoke and you're like oh maybe well so just um you know yellow jackets premiered mm-hmm. the same day they're going to air the same day. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they had their digital premiere on Friday, but yeah, it's very confusing. I, I would say. Yeah, I mean, I think that's like not you know they they got a a head jump on it a, a right. little bit before Succession, and they also announced their premiere day before Succession yeah. announced theirs. Right. But yeah. It, yeah, obviously last year, you know, Christina Ricci switched to supporting like a couple weeks after it was announced that the four adults were going to go lead, but she obviously you know she slash her team saw you know her having a better chance in supporting and she got in but just like watching the premiere I haven't watched other screeners for the the other five screeners but I'm just like she's she is a lead like I don't care that she's going and supporting but it's just like it's funny to I, I don't know imply that she has like less of a presence than the other three she definitely has as much presence as the other three. I guess the only way I think it's supporting is because it's the type of performance, like you were saying before, that feels yeah, it's like flashier. Yeah, it's the flashier, like scene stealing performance that is a lead performance in a supporting, like clothes. Yeah, and I guess like in season one, and maybe you could fudge a little bit more because Misty was like the outcast, and she wasn't, you know as much of a focal point in season one but now that you know like they're, they're all in this like ship together and like she had a lot of stuff to do in the premiere yeah um i was like waiting for mm-hmm. julia lewis to come in i'm like where is she was, like, <laughs> she's more she's next. more in the second episode i've only watched <laughs> the first two even though we have screeners for six uh but i'm, I'm trying to we're trying to watch with the with the with the crowd joyce again you, you love watching it live love it love watching with the discourse gotta engage with that discourse um yeah, so like I don't think she'll move to lead, but I'm just like she, you know, she's it's it's like it's it's hard because like it is it is like White Lotus so ensemble, right? And I guess it would make the most sense if it was like all the four adults in lead and the the teen age ones in supporting. But you know, I think like there's definitely episodes where they focus on the teen uh actors more too, so they feel like the leads but i don't know do you think there's any uh any way that succession is not going to win drama series no not even white lotus you can't make a case for it no why i don't know i'm <laughs> I, I i can't either but i'm like maybe you can i don't know people love white lotus okay well what's your case for it nothing that they like my Lotus. I mean, Succession Movement. I don't know. I'm just like... They do, but it's also, like, they also like Succession. Um, right. I mean, they've never faced off before, but I think it's also, like, they know it's the last season, too. It's kind of like a similar thing with Ted. Right. 
it's like it it may be the last season of ted right um i don't know when they will confirm that or not i don't know if they will like we talked about i think they're just gonna wait i know they can definitely drag it out beyond the emmys (laughs) you know definitely (laughs) just like they're just like you know in discussions Mm -hmm. always talking about it so um this last season took so long to get going it felt like even though it didn't miss the cycle at all it just felt like it's been yeah because they they aired they used to air in the summer so they were yeah i mean they missed a calendar year of airing but that doesn't matter so right um but yeah it's like this now like they're that was the third episode this week yeah so they'll they'll finish on may 31st just in time (laughs) uh what else we got here joyce um i i don't know so you i mean you still have brian in first in actor i do and nothing would switch and nothing from the first episode made me think otherwise i'm just like fascinated by the performance he's so good he was this good last year i mean in our odds it looks like bob odenkirk has tied at least brian at the top spot that's maybe wishful thinking as the succession boys split the vote and and then bob wins they should have given it to bob before succession premiered yes um (laughs) or or even that first year of succession when they didn't nominate any actors even though matthew reese won that year and i love matthew reese um but yeah it kind of you know, it doesn't help Bob that he wasn't able to win anything besides Critics' Choice. Right. Winter, like, not even SAG when they also nominated Jonathan Banks. Um, yeah, and I think, I, I don't know, I think, like, Brian being so high is also, like, wishful thinking. Like, I know I'm also hope-dicting him because I want him to have an Emmy for this role. But I'm also, like, he might not win because I could also see them just going back to Jeremy too and i don't know if we'll have you know the same situation as last year where there is someone from another huge juggernaut like lee jung jay and squid game to benefit from the two of them i mean like looking at it the only person i could even think of is like pedro pascal for last of us but it doesn't feel like that even is like likely um I mean, the show is a huge hit, like Squid Game. Yeah, has- and I think, like, I think that's also kind of wishful thinking, too, if, mm-hmm. like, you're predicting him to win. It's kind of, I think people are just very excited that he has a legit shot and a nomination, yeah. finally, right? Exactly. Yeah, like, and, like, not for Mando. And um, so I, I get that, and, like, obviously the show is big, but I, I don't, I feel like a lot of the love too, it, it kind of reminds me of the the love for Aubrey Plaza and Natasha Leone. It's just like, they're kind of just these like fan favorite um, celebrities mm-hmm. and people want good things for them. They want them to get their flowers. And it seems like, yeah, like Natasha has been nominated before, but it, it seems like like they have a really good chance this year and they people want them to win. Right even if like other data might not support them being as strong as you want them to be. (laughs) Right. Yeah. That's why I'm like, there's no real, like, excuse me. There's no real alternate then for him, for these two. Yeah. Like I, you would assume it's, it's Bob, but I don't, you know, they just, there's no, there's no proof that they care about it still. No. 
it's like it's not it's never gonna win an emmy maybe for brian cranston and guest like we said but uh, <laughs> and and then i still have matthew winning supporting actor especially based off the first episode because i was just like i'm in matthew mcfadden a uh, new member of the mcu yes love to see it get that paper deadpool three uh, star matthew mcfadden yeah, I mean, I I also want I want Karen to win obviously too before the show is over. But I, again, I can see them just going back to Matthew. I can see that too. But ba- again, based on we're basing this solely on just that one trailer, I'm like, there is definitely an arc here for Kieran that's going to be very compelling. Yeah, because he's pulled back in by Logan just just when he thought he was out. I mean, honestly, based on the the trailer and just like the way the season has the way the show is has gone, I feel like of all of them, the least the least not interesting but the one part the character who has like kind of plateaued is is kendall and jeremy like where do you go with him right like you kind of like um, there is, last season there well he has a lot of stuff coming up like he didn't really have that much in the premiere obviously right. besides eating sunflower seeds let um, a thousand uh, sunflowers bloom romy and an amazing miss piggy impression his first line of the season <laughs> his, his line readings are really good it's, and then when he was like, maybe we just don't nickel and diamond and go like full 10. <laughs> the way they talk about, I love the the callous way they just discuss money and wealth. It's like, it, it means nothing to them. <laughs> I love how Roman's like, I mean, think about all the sushi and jet skis we could buy for 500 million. Well, yeah. Remember when they had to uh, give up the private jets? First they came for the PJs and I said yeah. nothing. <laughs> that was a great uh, Roman line. <laughs> Uh, that's why he needs an emmy too this this is why they can't end after four seasons <laughs> i mean they are though maybe they'll come back with like a spinoff what mm-hmm. succession spinoff would you want no. i don't want any because i just i like things ending me too but if you had a if they were going to do one anyway like what, mean, what's the better the, call Saul version of succession so like a prequel of a supporting character or anything it could be anything but that kind of show right like take like a you know like nobody was like oh we need better call Saul um i mean obviously everyone would want just the disgusting brothers yeah that'd be pretty good um i would i would just i would watch a frank and carl spinoff like what what are they up to man the in their day to day you know like just getting sandwiches <laughs> the thing about logan is he's a tough old nut amazing burns just the best. I love these actors so much. Peter Friedman, A+. plus. <laughs> uh, the thing about Logan is he's a tough old nut. Just so okay. good. I'm going to use that one day when I need a really good comeback. <laughs> uh, Joyce, we have a, one. Uh, we got an email here about uh, the Emmys that I'll read. And you could email us at uh, slugfest at goldderby.com. This is from a loyal listener, David R., not to be confused with the other David who emailed us last week about uh, Oppenheimer and can't wait for Chris to go full puppy dog on predicting Ben Affleck's heir. Disrespecting you, also number one heir stan. Heir, I love the press word for heir. So this is uh, from David R. Hi, Chris, and my queen Joyce, still loving the weekly content. I'm one of the original five viewers and then the crying laughing emoji. I'm curious about gender in categories, David writes. 
I've noticed when an actor is non-binary, like Bella Ramsey, Emma Corrin, and Janelle Monet, they are nominated in the female or actress categories. Is that their choice, or are they placed there for other reasons? As a queer fan, I don't personally care where actors are nominated, if it's their choice. Just wondering if it would be possible, for example, for Bella Ramsey to nominate in the male or actor category, if that's where they wanted to compete. Love you both. David, not the David whose questions you've answered recently, I'm the David that asked the infamous were versus are nominees question. Oh, the grammar, David. Grammar, David. Love grammar, David. Yeah. <laughs> so um, what do you think, Joyce? They, they get to choose. Like, it's, they uh, choose. it's always up to them. Right. So obviously those people chose actress, but, you know, um, Asia Kate Dillon of Billions, which mm-hmm. may be ending finally. Yeah. After seven seasons and there's going to be like 10 billion spinoffs of Billions. Um, Brilliant. Asia. Asia chose to submit an actor, not actress. Right. So, yeah, there's always up to them. So, like, no one would force anybody to no. submit in the category, the category they didn't want, they don't to, want to be in. Right. So, um, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, we, we have said, I, I'm, uh, I'd be curious to see if these shows go to, to, uh, genderless acting categories. But I think, like we said, that would just take away from a, a, a potential winners. You would lose a winner if you did that. Well, yes, there are fewer, there would be fewer winners. I mean, as I've always said, if you're going to do that, don't do two winners or expand the nominations to from five to 10. It's like, you're just trying to have your cake and eat it too. It's just like, if you're going to do it, just to have the five and the one winner and just deal with just having two fewer winners. But also I think, you know, it's like, it, I think it's, it's, um it's not easier. It's not the right word, but it, like for smaller groups, like critics groups, a lot of the critics groups that have adopted uh, gender neutral categories and even like the spirit awards. Um, it's, they have like smaller bodies um, nominating and voting and stuff. Um, and so there is a, a little bit more gender parity in the nominations. But I think, you know, with these larger groups, when you open it up to like, 10,000 people at the Oscars or something voting. Um, I, I think it's still going to skew heavily male. <laughs> right. So. I, I wanted, so I was trying to think like, did not put a lot of thought into this. So like I said, I try to say stupid things, but not too stupid. So that's, that's the, that's the prologue. But if you're going to, I'm always like, I keep like, I just don't like the idea that you would have one less winner, right? Like if you have the best actor and best actress, you have two winners. If you had just best, if you just had best performance, a genderless category, you'd only have one winner. What if you split it up by like period versus contemporary for the performances? But like, like costumes and makeup. <laughs> kind of, right? Like, I mean, I do think- Are you gonna do difference. like biopic and a fictional character? Well, I thought, but I, I thought nonfiction versus fiction because there are so many biopics and that would actually, for the Oscars particularly, that would be interesting because then you'd like- kind of be able to uh not have to reward the biopic though this year we saw that maybe they lost the the, the taste for that at least for temporarily but i don't know if you did contemporary and non-contemporary that would be kind of interesting i guess then you'd still get two winners no i don't think like that that's just that would just be your way of just trying to maintain the four winners yes or exactly whatever right. and it's just like if you actually care about this then you would just deal with having fewer winners Right. But I don't want like, to. But like, you know, you're still like having like a field of 10 nominees. And it's like, no, just do the five. Right. 
just do five and just do one winner. We don't need two winners. Um, but yeah, like there are, you know, the awards are are a marketing tool anyway. And the stars are the, the biggest marketing tools people have to sell their product. Right. So obviously it benefits to have more acting categories with yeah. more stars coming uh, in pretty gowns and nice tuxes. Love to see it. Be winning awards. Yeah. Sell the product. So. All right. Uh, you can email us at slugfest at goldderby.com. Joyce, I think we're going to wrap up. There's a quick episode, but I mean, you know, it's early go- days here. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Like what is, like what else is there to talk about? Air? Still talking about air? Air. Did you watch Ben on Kimmel last Not night? Not yet. I was actually going to watch after we, we we signed off. Tell me about oh, it. Was it good? Wow. Um, yeah. Great, great stuff. Good stuff. So, uh, obviously, ben tour. You've, you've seen uh, Matt hijack it right yeah obviously it goes awry that's not a spoiler no you can't spoil a late night interview honestly no you can't you can't spoil anything that's out on the public anyway so you listen to ben and matt on bill simmons's podcast i did only because of them because i don't normally listen to that so i I listen to it occasionally when i like the the interviews uh and uh, i thought it was great interview that they were very good yeah um a lot of good stuff. I just love um, Ben's talking point now. Like every interview I've listened to with him or read with him, like he just feels like, you know, put upon to explain why Michael Jordan is not in the movie. It's just like, that's like his go-to. Like he knows he has to explain why. <laughs> uh, there's that. And then also I feel like every interview he talks about my wife, but he doesn't want to say like, it's Jennifer Lopez. You could just say Jennifer Lopez. We all know who you're married to. Um, I love when he says his thank yous at all these premieres. It's like, I have to thank my my brilliant wife. Yeah. We know who it is. Yeah. I also cool. love in the in the Simmons interview when they were talking about like, you know, uh, paparazzi culture in the 2000s and stuff, you know, like Jennifer era one. And Matt was like talking about Jennifer Garner, um, uh, his first wife. Like he first, he just says that initially. And then like two minutes later, he finally says Jen Garner. <laughs> I thought I noticed that too. I was like, we all know who you people are married to. And, and, uh, and like, just, just say her name. We know just the whole history. Uh, yeah. But I, I've, I've been watching a uh, first wife, Jen Garner's uh, mini series. I just started it. The last thing he told me. So yeah, I got those screeners too. I'm going to check them out. Uh, just too busy watching the Sopranos shows. We finished season four last night, the white caps episode, you know, it's great. Iconic actress. episode. Great actors, uh, James Gandolfini and Edie Falco. So, um what what is what does case think about soprano so far i think she's liking it she's definitely she's found it more funny than she thought which i think we mentioned i mentioned to you but i was like it is very funny it is i think that's you know a misconception about dramas is that they are always like serious and dull and sullen and it's like no the best dramas are very funny like succession also uh it's funny in there in the in the horror like in this episode i think it was there we watched the last two of season four last night uh, and it was one where Polly goes to steal money from his mom's annoying Polly. friend and then murders her, uh, and suffocates her with a pillow. And it's like absolutely hilarious, but also horrifying. Cause it's like, he's just killing some poor old lady, but like just Polly Walnut's just an all time character. RIP. So sad. So sad, but so good. Uh, really, really fun stuff. Uh, okay. yeah. I love anytime we want to talk about Sopranos. I mean, uh, I just was like, man, James again, again, James Gelfini. So good. Hot take here. Um, when are you guys gonna finish the whole 
show. I gotta say, it's a long, a lot of episodes. Like you're you're taking your time. It's just a lot. Of, it's like a lot of watching. It's a long. The episodes are long. Whitecaps is seventy five minutes. I mean, that's like a long episode. Uh, so we have still yeah. Their their of, finales were long. Oh my god, we have all of season four, and then I mean all of season five, and then two parts of season six. So maybe this summer, I guess, a couple of months. Yeah. And then, and then she could weigh in on its uh, Emmy run. It had to wait until season five to win drama series. So watching it so far, it's funny. I was reading, doing a lot of reading up on it too, just because I haven't watched it in a long time. I was like, man, all like the best episodes on people's lists are all from like season five and six, it feels like, and some season four, like Whitecaps, obviously. But I do think season three is maybe the best season so far, completely. Um, What was in that? I haven't... Watch. That's Ralphie gets shown up and then uh kind of like it's just running amok because he doesn't get killed until season four. Right. Oh, is oh Pine Barrens is in three, right? I believe Pine Barrens is, it, is in that? three. Yeah. Melfi uh getting raped. That episode is in three. Uh yeah, there's a lot of like classic episodes in there. Yeah, Pine Barrens was in three. Iconic episode. It's um good. yeah, it probably should have won earlier, but I also don't really have a problem with West Wing winning. <laughs> no, the thing is, West Wing is, be- I mean, West Wing is great. And like, I don't, it's hard to compare them, but I do think the early seasons of West Wing are probably better than the early seasons of Sopranos. Yeah. I don't really, when I rewatch the West Wing, I don't really rewatch five, six, seven. <laughs> I like five, six, seven. I think they're good, but like, they're not as good as the first seasons. Come on. No, it's the same thing as when I watch ER. I just watch one through eight. Um, and then, I don't really watch the later seasons. It went up to 15. Right. But then like after Anthony Edwards leaves, I'm just like, I'm You're okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. So. Uh, all right, Joyce, this is great. We'll, we'll talk more old TV and other stuff. Uh, I'll talk to you later. Bye. For all things Hollywood competition and award season, head to goldderby.com and follow us on social media at goldderby. Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.